Welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. You guys, I want to say congratulations to both of you and to us. 125. One, two, five. That is 125 episodes. Happy Halloween. This is our special Halloween episode. What better spooky way to do it than with a white pony? (laughs) The pale horse rides. (laughs) That's right. It's coming for you. And it might be full of cocaine. That's right. Deftones White Pony is our album of the week. Long time coming. We haven't done a Deftones app in literally years. So... We were due to come back to the boys. Before we get to that, though, we have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? So we did a live app live from the Detroit Improv Festival. (laughs) In August. In August. August. Oh, my Lord. In August. August. Remember that? And we did new metal songs by non-new metal artists. Um, We had some feedback on that. Uh, Commenter... Timothy John Henderson, he said, just listened to the app and loved it. Hearing about Jenny loving Mark McGrath was worth the price of admission. Smiley emoji, metal hand emoji. P.S. When are we visiting Orgy's Vapor Transmission? It's the better album. And then Lars chimed in and said, plus one on Vapor Transmission. Love that album and still bump it to this day. Hashtag team no shame. Mm. Love it. May you all be team no shame. Uh, Justin Michael Simmons says live show was great. Would love to hear another Rammstein review someday. Their Mooter album would be a great choice. I mean, uh, Foyer Fry, I don't, I am You're sure doing great. I butchered that. You're doing great. Uh, is on that album and the song appears in XXX, a precious gem of Vin Diesel cinema being played live by the band themselves, complete with face mounted flamethrowers. New metal as fuck. Wow. Uh, I'm a big Vin Diesel fan. Triple X. Saw it twice in the theaters. Big fan. Consider it on the list. Jax Lawson rolled in. She said, I have friends who are deaf the ant into twisted stuff. Hashtag Wicked Fairy. Hashtag Marilyn Monroe Sugar Skull Shirt. (laughs) Hashtag Harley Davidson Singles Dating Group. Hashtag (laughs) Betty Boop Collectors. (laughs) Hashtag blurry minium memes with swears. Yeah. Betty wow. Boop collectors right there, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've known a Betty Boop collector or two myself. I, uh, I used to work at a Spencer's Gifts knockoff store called Gags and Gifts. I remember Gags and Gifts. Yeah, man. I used to work there. <laughs> we specialized in shit like that. Fart machines. Novelty teas. Lava lamps, so many lava lamps. You ever picked up a hot lava lamp by accident? Because I it's have. a mistake. It's a huge mistake. Uh yes. And um, last comment, Jenny. What, what do we got there? Uh, Luis Mercado says there's a big four of thrash, a big four of grunge, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, and Pearl Jam. If there's a new metal big four, undoubtedly Corn, Deftones, and Limp Biscuit go in. But what takes fourth place? Lincoln Park, Papa Roach, Sturbed, POD, System of a Down, Godsmack, Slipknot, 
Who's that wow. fourth player? It's a tough one. I have been racking my brain about this all fucking day. Because I, I would say, well, obviously. And then I'd go, no. And I'd walk it back. Because there's the thing. You can make arguments for all, almost all those guys. But then you have to walk it back. Because, okay, for one, Linkin Park. They do two new metal records. And then they walk it back. They try to make a U2 record. And they don't really do new metal for a long time. Papa Roach, as we as as has been argued a lot, they pivot away from new metal immediately with their second album. Disturbed goes off with the second record. POD, they give you two, three new metal records, but I feel like they're too minor. System of a Down, probably the they're strongest still, candidate. They're still touring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just On did a bunch of shows. Records show. that they. Yeah. And they're not making any more music. That's their yeah. That's their thing. Yeah, Godsmack. I would think that's a straight no. Slipknot. Maybe argument could be made. Yeah. What do you guys think? My initial, my gut reaction was Lincoln Park, mm-hmm. but based on the arguments you just laid out, which I think are good, I might say System of a Down. System of a Down would be. Maybe the Anthrax of the Big Four, because what's like the Big Four of Thrash? Metallica, yeah, Megadeth, Megadeth Anthrax, Slayer, yeah, Slayer, Anthrax, yeah. yeah, you're right. Anthrax would be yeah. Um, Matt, I don't know, Matt. What do you think? I'm looking <laughs> to you for approval. You always have my approval. You know I love <laughs> System, and I, I would argue that their discography stays a little bit more in the pocket than mm-hmm. everybody else's just because of time. But yeah. but who was the genre definer? Who was, you know, it just is what angle are you coming at it from, right? I I think the other thing is also is that Deftones, Limp Bizkit, and Korn, they're the genre definers you didn't have for really. I mean, honestly, thinking about it now, it probably is Linkin Park. I was going to say Linkin Park... Even though it's only two albums, the first album is such a monster and definitely is a pivot into that second realm. And then everybody is sort of cribbing off of that. You know, every, now you've got all the fake licking parks. Yeah. I would, I would That and look at what everybody does well. Mm-hmm. You know, like corn. <laughs> Seven string guitars, baby. Seven of them. I watched a video, and I don't think I mentioned this. Jonathan fucking Davis. Someone He was doing an interview, and someone asked him, what's the difference between when he does his solo records and when he does a corn record? And he honestly said these words. Well, uh, when I do a corn record, I pick up a seven-string guitar. (laughs) Matt, if we had been in that room, we all would have burst into flames... (laughs) <laughs> and then had to have been rolled out to put those flames out. And then we would have crawled back in, covered in a variety of burns, and would have said, best day of our lives. Best day of our lives. Uh, the seven string <laughs> guitar. Never forget. Uh, so, uh, yeah, okay. There we go. I was going to say undecided, but nah. Yeah, it's probably Linkin Park. The Upstarts. They're, they're baby's first metal band. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for the question. It made us rack our brains and do some hard new metal thinking. Keep on sending 
messages, tweets, Facebook missives, all on social media, send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. The album of the week, you guys. We're back. It's Deftones, White Pony. Woo! Yay. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on June 20th, 2000. Thick of it. Yes. Mere six months after we survived Y2K, mm-hmm. we received the gift of White Pony. Uh, this was re-released um, in, well, I, I don't know exactly when it was re-released, but uh, it was re-released with a yeah, March 12, 2001, I want to say, sometime in 2001. Yeah. It was re-released with a different cover, probably the cover that many of you are thinking of. That's just white with a pony. Mm-hmm. The Clean. But there were four colors, right? Was it three or four colors that they released at the beginning? Because they released this album with a red cover, a blue cover, the white cover. Let's check the cover? wiki. Let's check the wiki. Release and variations. Four different editions of the album exist on its release date. Limited edition numbered copies were released with a solid red and black jewel cases. The two differently colored cases also featured different booklet inserts. Both limited edition versions included the Boys Republic, but not Back to School Mini Maggot. The edition with a gray cover was released as the initial non-limited version of the album and did not include the Boys Republic. This, along with the red and black versions, were properly sequenced version of the album as the band intended. See? Boom. There you go. Knew it. So, Jenny, history with White Pony. Um, God, I think I've talked about... This is so weird that now I talk about my boyfriend that I had when I was 15, but um, mm-hmm. he was super into Deftones. Well, that's going to be part of your wedding, right? Oh, yeah. He's invited. I haven't <laughs> oh, good. talked to him in... <laughs> I haven't talked to him probably, you know, 17 years, but he's coming. He'll be sitting at the, the bridal party table. This dude grabbed my boob once when I was 15. (laughs) Love the Deftones. Honk. Yeah. (laughs) Huge BMX guy. Um, But that, I mean, other than hearing it on the radio, like I just remember he used to be like, you got to listen to this. And we'd listen to White Pony. And um, he was just super into it. And I was like, yeah, this is really cool. But I also wasn't that into him. So I was just like, yeah, cool. Deftones. And then a few years later, um, I don't remember why, but I was walking around Michigan State's campus and I listened to this. And it was like 2003. Uh, and I was like, oh, holy shit. This is really fucking good. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't as much of a dork as I thought. Just kidding. He definitely was. But <laughs> this album was good. <laughs> How about you, Lauren? Uh, so the lead up to the summer of this album coming out i was i was salivating for this album to be released it had been teased and teased and teased it was supposed to come out in 1999 they obviously did not release it then i was you know huge huge fan of around the fur and i worked at best buy at the time and you know nowadays like you know when an album's coming out you know i mean unless it's like a surprise release like it's you know months in advance whatever and so I would just, I had no idea 
like I just kept hearing that this album was going to come out. I'd read like um, an alternative press like album preview where they teased that the album was coming out and it didn't have a title yet and who knows what was going to happen. And so I was just like, I would bug this girl in the music department and say, you hear anything? New Deftones? And she got really annoyed with me. Like I'd start to walk up to her and she's like, I don't know when the Deftones is coming out, Lauren. And I was like, I'm just, I wasn't going to ask. I was just walking. I just, what? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you knew, though, you'd let me know. Okay. Anyway, okay, cool. It's not coming out. Yeah. So when it finally came out, I was very, very excited. But I think my excitement was dimmed just a little bit because right before this came out, Queens of Stone Age Rated R came out. And that kind of fucked the whole game up for me a little bit as far as, like, what I was into. And so I remember hearing this record and thinking it was really good, but not around the fur good. But definitely still thought it was good. Matt Nas. I never bought this record, but this is the Deftones record that I first listened to. Uh, Eagle-eared listeners who have been with us a long, long time will know that I've never been a huge fan of the Deftones. Uh, Never picked up Adrenaline. Never picked up um, the second record. And But I love that cover, man, because I was a hornball teen. Um, Around the around the fur. Yep. But this record is the one that I heard songs from. And I saw them on Warp Tour the year that this dropped. And they put on a great show, but they still were never my thing. But the older I get, the more this record resonates with me. Mm. And Change in the House of Flies is a stone cold classic. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Jenny, who is the who is in Deftones on this record? Well, we got Chino on vocals, Steven on lead guitar, Chi on bass, Frank on keyboards, and Abe on drums. And I'm not going to give you their last names because they're old friends of ours. You they're don't need buddies. the last names. If you're listening to this show, you don't need the last names. <laughs> you don't need them. If you're listening to this show... <laughs> You could fucking tell us the last name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe we should just pass the mic over to you. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people that are dying for it. <laughs> yeah, Thursday, bitches. <laughs> Who's oh, this guy? No. Who's this, this guy? guy? Sassy Matt is here. Yeah, Sassy Matt. Bitches, cut oh, all man. <laughs> Jenny, Sassy Matt's going to be at your wedding. He <laughs> Keep that mic under lock and key because he mm. might give an impromptu mm. speech. This bitch over here. Oh, <laughs> oh! you think you can wear a red dress to this wedding? You thirsty bitch. It's not <laughs> your day, Debra. Mm, black V-neck low cut? Mm, you thirsty bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to Now to we're going to keep it in. I love our fucking fans. I think they're the best. And now it sounds like I think they're a bunch Others, <laughs> that's just sassy man talking. It's okay. Oh uh, man, uh, Jenny, producer on this record. Uh, that would be Terry Date. <gasps> Terry Date. Date. Terry Date. Who, Jenny? You are. I'm not gonna say you're not a Terry Date doubter. You're a Terry Date agnostic. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I never, it never occurred to me to think about who produced, well, to be honest with you, just about any album, 
uh, until we started doing this show. I mean, I guess I just never really fucking cared, you know, but now I do. <laughs> and when I saw this was Terry Date, I was like, adds up. <laughs> and we'll see what that means. Oh, man. Adds up. Heads up. Uh, genre tags, alternative metal, experimental rock, and new metal. So... There's an interesting note in the Wikipedia for this. It says, Upon its release and retrospectively, the album was met with critical acclaim and is generally regarded by fans and critics alike as one of the more mature outings up to this point. I want to, I don't want to call quite shenanigans to that statement, but I want to point out that I feel like a good amount of praise for this album was retrospectively. I feel like there was in like places like alternative press and stuff like that. Like a, yeah, this is an amazing four star record. They knocked it out of the park. But I think in a lot of mainstream places, I mean, Rolling Stone three starred it straight up. They're like three stars. And that, yeah, I think, um, I think over time it's grown. It, it was recently given a re review in pitchfork who gave it an 8.4 out of okay. 10. Okay. Which is Spin gave it a four out of ten when it came out. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Yep, brutal. That spin review is savage, and I think it's really important that we also talk about someone else who reviewed this album. I'm <gasps> talking about your the dean of American rock critics, Robert Kreisgau. He deemed himself to sit down and listen to white pony jenny do you have that review in front of you you know what in a disappointing twist i do not is that on the wiki it's not for some reason linked on the wiki i found it completely by accident i was just like i wonder if he reviewed it and he fucking did all right i'm googling it oh merely i see a bomb here that's right on his, uh, I'm gonna just make him a new fucking website. Oh God, is that a fucking GeoCities nightmare? I I don't know a lot about what we got going on here, but mark my words. This hypertext markup language. <laughs> mark my words. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn web development just <laughs> to build Robert Quaiskow a new fucking. I'm gonna website. spend a, a couple bucks for a Squarespace site. For Christ, go. Mm. A bomb. A bomb. He gave it a bomb. Not a fan. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like this was, yeah, this was a record that at the time, I think it was also is that we're in the thick of it and people were getting a little, maybe a little new metal fatigue. We're not, we haven't hit the second wave quite yet. You know, Lincoln Park hasn't dropped yet. And so, yeah, I think, um, I think that might be part of it. And uh, I found a couple interviews, which we will dive into, where these boys, um, a little wild when they made this record. A little wild. Talking about the album art briefly, I do have uh, my original copy here. Um, As you can tell, the Jewel Case has seen better days. This was part of the uh, great uh, CD Tower travesty of 2007, in which an unsecured CD Tower fell down and smashed most of my jewel cases. Wow. All right. Um, yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I have the original uh, version with the uh, largely gray cover with the little tiny white horse. I'm sorry, white pony on it. Inside, very... I don't know. My first my first thought is that these liner notes are very aggro. I don't know. They're very, like, saturated. Like, like this picture of Chino, his eyes are cut off. And then in another picture, his eyes are blacked out. And, like, they're trying to make, like, a zine or something like that. Yeah. I can see um, that. They're all giving yeah. you, though, if you can see their eyes, they're giving you some... Some looks. Some looks. Some... Some thirsty bitches. They no. are. These are some thirst traps. Oh man! To bring back a phrase from five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> These liner notes are thirst uh, traps. Thirst trap liner notes. Um, this also came with. Um, while I did not get the limited edition red cover with the bonus track, I did get a sweet Deftones dog tag keychain, which I put proudly. On the keys to my Saturn, and uh, used it until it was a sad to say a cheaply made keychain, and the Deftones logo wore off within a year, and then it was just a, a you know a blank piece of metal that was hanging off my keychain. Wow. Yeah. So the keychain of the unknown soldier. Yeah, really. A very I mean, dramatic statement. All I'm gonna say is the rubber Limp Biscuit significant other keychain. I mean, undestructible. Indestructible. How long did your Aerosmith small harmonica keychain from the Honkin' on Bobo box set last? Oh, man. Uh, let me get my keys because it's still <laughs> right here. What? You're still honking on Bobo. Always <laughs> honking on the Bobo. Thank God. Always. Thursday, bitch. Yeah. Oh. My goal, one of my life goals is to meet somebody who purchased the Honkin' on Bobo box set and still has <laughs> the keychain. <laughs> Of the little oh, tiny ears with harmonica. So. Oh, man. I feel like you missed your chance in Nashville. That's all I'm going to say. You know what? <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. Um, okay. Well, so I was going to say let's dive in, but we have to mention, yes. Yeah, so this album, in its original release, had 11 tracks on it. And the band was thrilled with that decision. And they put the album out. Didn't debut at number one. Did not debut at number two. Popped in at number three. And the record label, Maverick, not thrilled with that. And they said, hey, we think you need to go and you need to make uh, another hot song. But not any of the songs that are currently out. You need to make a new song. And to quote our boy Chino, he said... Uh, this about the, basically they they made the song back to school, and um, they ended up putting it on the front of the album. And Chino said, "This album right here, the White Pony re-release, is not the album that we turned into the label. As far as we're concerned, the first edition was the record done. Then they talked us into re-releasing it with another song on it. And it's not like I'm against the song or whatever, but I like the sequence we had when we first turned it in. When this version came out, a little part inside all of us felt like fuck. We just totally compromised, and know that a lot of our fans felt bad about it too. And he also said that it was a bit of a mistake." A calculated song that had been built up with only one name in mind. It should be a single. I watched an interview with uh, Chino talking yeah. about this song, and he said exactly what you just said. But he also said that they themselves were trying to distance themselves 
from new metal at this point because they mm-hmm. just felt like they were getting pigeonholed in and they want the record label wanted that rap rock type thing and he's basically like we puked this song out in a weekend right like this was mm-hmm. not hard for us yeah and the thing is also i went because i was like okay they debuted at three well what were they up against in the summer of 2000 so here's the top 10 the week that they came out marsha mathers lp (laughs) jesus christ britney spears oops i did it again then deftones white pony buster rhymes anarchy in sync no strings attached kid rock the history of rock Creed, Human Clay, B.B. King and Eric Clapton, Riding with the King, Matchbox 20, Mad Season, coming in at number 10, 3-6 Mafia, When the Smoke Clears, 66-61. Oh, and at number 11, Papa Roach, Infest. Mm. So there, there you go. And actually, I won't you know bore you with it, but I did scroll through just to see. And, th- and there's just this, this chart is littered. With so many of the bands that we uh, deal with here, guys, mm-hmm. not not to keep us from listening to this album anymore, but I just found the deluxe version of Honkin' on Bobo. <laughs> oh boy! Oh no, Matt! How Thir- much is it? Thirty-one bucks. Oh, that's that's pretty cheap. All right. Well, maybe I'll be the person I meet who has the <laughs> harmonica. <laughs> Jenny, it put it on that registry. Along. Put yeah. it on that registry. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Maybe I'll just get uh, one for everyone. That'll be like my gift. Oh yeah. To my wedding. <laughs> well, none of them would want that, or even think it was funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You need to do that now. You can't not do that. It's I want on the what record. I want. I'm the bride. Everybody will honk on Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> oh if, I don't see this, if i don't see that harmonica on your keychain we're oh, not friends oh yeah don't you fucking walk in this tent <laughs> i'm gonna probably get married outside okay fair so. enough. <laughs> should, should i play this no, song i'll be living in a tent anyway yeah you yeah, should probably baby. play the song <laughs> So Yes. Now you are the mm-hmm. Deftone stalwart of the group. Oh, man. Stalwart? Sure. So you probably have the cleanest insight in my mind to hearing this song. 
I fucking love this song. I think it's great. But I'm not a Deftones purist. How does this hit your ears? So I've gone through so many different feelings about this song since the first time I heard it. Because I was my freshman year of college. I had this album. I basically had the album memorized. And so then suddenly this song comes out and I am baffled. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? And the thing is, is that now that the story is that, you know, that they came to them and they said, hey, write us a new song. But the line they were spinning at the time, and I couldn't find it. It seems to have been scrubbed from the internet, the original, whatever they said. But the initial line that they were feeding everybody, and it might have actually been in a press release I got at my college station, was that this song wasn't done yet when they had been making the album. But they needed to get the album out because they'd been delayed for so long, which is true album was late yeah but i I remember just thinking like this is a very interesting change because it is yeah it's much more aggressively new metal than anything else on the album because chino is straight up doing yeah like rapped verses it's definitely new metal as fuck but in the perspective of 2018 it couldn't feel more like pandering yeah well, I'm a thirsty bitch and I want more of it. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not like they've disowned the song. I've seen them play it in concert and it fucking rules. So, yeah. But it is, it is, it doesn't fit on this album. It doesn't fit as a closer. It doesn't fit as an opener. I don't think you could slot it in in the middle. It seems, it should have been just like a single. But that's not even the point. The point of the song was to move some units, which it should be noted, this song did not chart as well as Change in the House of Flies. So. So there, Maverick. Um, stupid Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> Jenny, what did you think of this song? I liked it. I like this song. I don't think it makes sense on this album, mm-hmm. but it definitely gives me... Um, it does feel pandering. I agree with you about that. But like pandering to me so yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah so thank you it's like when somebody starts yeah. like complimenting you and you're like go on <laughs> that's how it felt i'm like yes thank you i would like to hear this correct yeah i think Not that proud maybe, of it i think but. that maybe is what makes me feel like a little uncomfortable is maybe i, I feel incredibly seen by this song in a weird way like it's just it's 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 like and like they said like they wrote it with like okay you want this we're gonna do this and we're gonna do the like it's hitting it's checking the boxes they know the recipe exactly and so it's like yeah like they wrote it like yeah they're like we can write a new metal crusher in a half an hour that checks all the boxes but it's still so them that's the yeah. thing about this song is like it's still that chorus is a Deftones chorus yeah so let's talk about this music video. Oof. I I uh Woof. I said I said Jenny you got to watch it we got to chat about it Jenny you broke your music video embargo to watch I did, this video yes I broke the rule what did you think what were your thoughts I thought as a friend why would you make me watch this video <laughs> <laughs> and so Lauren I would it like is, to know it is not good what I I mean. 
What do you think? I just want to know what you think. I want to know why you thought I needed to watch that. I wanted you to watch it because I wanted to be... I mean, Matt, I didn't know that you'd seen it, so that's good to know. Like, I it's saw just, it this week. I, I, I've done okay. some Tough Tones research this Okay, week. and so it was like... I'll just go to my notes of what I wrote about it after I watched it. And so, so the premise, if you're not familiar, is that Chino and the Deftones take over a high school. Chino was 27 when he right. made this video. <laughs> it, he is 10 years older. Than and he these. looks every year of it. He does. And the thing about it is that the premise is it would it has been done when they made this video now like it's such a overdone like because the thing is that i just happened to watch some old eve six video recently because like there's like the anniversary of their album coming out and they had a link to a bunch of different eve six music videos and one of them was from a song that that came out the same summer as this album and it literally is like a bunch of people in school, like teens and shitty jobs, and they all say, fuck it, fuck you, boss man. And they throw their their hat or their apron in their fa- the face of their boss, and they leave, and they go see Eve 6 rock out. It's the same thing here. It's like, but the thing is that like I kind of almost bought the premise more in the Eve 6 than in the Deftones video. Because the Deftones video also wants to sell you this idea that like this song is playing over like the loudspeakers of this high school and everyone is like united and like yup yeah and I was just like Deftones isn't that kind of band it was really weird and then there's this shot which I remember loving when I saw it in 2000 and now it makes me cringe is the cool shot where they're all walking. Like through the courtyard, and the, and they really got like a giant posse of people behind them, and they're looking like quote unquote badass. Like I was just like, this bunch of old. What are these old guys doing at school? They're back. <laughs> it it definitely felt like hello, fellow kids. Yes, yes, that was it. Which is the pin I have on my bag. It's <laughs> like it's like Greece too. When Frenchie's still in high school and she's back there with, um, never mind. Like, if you've seen Grease 2 okay, and I have seen this okay. music video, mm-hmm. DM me. Maybe, <laughs> we'll <talk about> <laughs> maybe that was, maybe, maybe that was the, the, maybe that's how they pitched it. They're like, hey, Deftones, you seen Grease 2? And they're like, absolutely. And it's like, you're going to get the Grease 2 music videos. Right. So, yeah. Because also, I mean, it has a lot of, like, weird significance. At one point, Chino is, like, they commandeer, like, the announcements, and they're screaming the song into the announcements, and everyone's, like, thrilled. And then Chino screams so loud that, like, all of the glass breaks. It's stupid. Yeah, it's not their shining moment. So, songmeanings.com, they fucking showed up. And uh, what's a Deftones fan? Have we ever determined that? Oh, a Tony. A A Tony. A Tony, a toner, a toner, Tony. Uh, okay, um, a lot of good comments. Eighty-six for this one, but my favorite is from Irish underscore Deftone Six, who said, "Great song, love the video. Makes me wish I could skateboard through my old high school." Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know how to skateboard. Anyway, don't try and sing this song karaoke on a head full of booze in a country western bar. There's nothing more degrading than getting your ass kicked by 15 guys wearing tight jeans and 10-gallon hats. Apparently, they don't like getting the finger and being told to fuck off because they don't like the song. Oh, well. Lesson learned. Mm. 
We all learned something from that comment. Wow. Well, <sighs> let's keep going down this 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 Tony path here. So this would have been the first track. If you've got my copy, yes. All right. This is a song called Fetisera. That's Portuguese for witch or sorceress. Oh. Ooh. Now that is a hot open. Who wants go to go on. first? Okay. You go. All right. You I go. get it. So I love these drums. I love this drum sound through this whole album. These drums are crisp and I love them a lot. It's got this hot buildup, but it's definitely, it's aggressive without being super heavy. And it also keeps you kind of off kilter. And the first line is he says, fuck, I'm drunk. So immediately it's sort of setting this tone of like, this is an album where we are not in our normal lucid state. We're kind of out of it. And we are not making Around the Fur 2. We are, this is a completely different record. We are not repeating ourselves. And uh, I love it. We got breathy, sensual Chino in full effect. Whispering, soon I'll let you go. It's amazing. And then to cap it all off, SawMeanings.com, 46 comments. Commenter Paradox Pox said, This song rocks so hard. It's one of the sexiest rock and roll songs I've ever heard. It may be about him being kidnapped, but it's got heavy sexual connotations. This song is great. Quote, she made me touch the machine. End quote. Awesome. And then we get a reply so that comment was made on July 28th, 2005. A comment reply on July 15th, 2014 from Lowrider who said, with the, quote, made me touch the machine, I can only imagine that she's making him jerk himself off, LOL. This song's totally about BDSM. Yeah, Thursday, biatch. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm sure... I don't know. Somebody who calls their dick the machine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Monsters do. (laughs) Jenny, um, RIP your mentions, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) Excuse me. I call my dick the machine. I don't appreciate your comments. (laughs) That's only because I had to put a pneumatic pump in it. (laughs) What? Uh, I have a problem. <laughs> My dick is a machine. All right. Uh, we can make this better, stronger, faster. 
I basically have a Sibian for my <laughs> Jesus. This is this like guy. the next like Tim Ferriss podcast. Like <laughs> your dick is a machine in four hours or less or whatever his books are. <laughs> Oh man. Next song. Next song is Digital Bath. You've been here. Oh, I live here, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Prowler. Is this the ultimate Prowler song? Oh, I've been slinking back and forth. Oh, my just God. Just deciding whether or not I was going to come out. Prowler, do you want to know what the song is about? Thursday, bitch ass. <laughs> no. Prowler. Oh, no. No. No, no. I don't know what it is about. Uh, So, according to Chino, this song was something that uh, he came up with while he was drunk in the bathroom at the Hollywood Hills house where White Pony was recorded. Chino says, it was probably five in the morning. We were still up partying. And I just pictured this whole scenario of having this girl bringing her downstairs and taking a bath and like out of nowhere, just reaching back and electrocuting, basically throwing some kind of electrical device in the bathtub and then taking her out of the bath and drying her off and putting her clothes back on. Okay. She might have been a thirsty bitch. Um, <laughs> Chino, do you know that baths are for relaxing? Hey. Being electrocuted. Uh, not for murder. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen. Um, I'm going to do what I want in the bath. Okay. Uh, Whatever I, I just want to, do. to let you know. Okay, Chino. <laughs> I got to do whatever I want. I asked you to stop whispering. Bath. Chino, my uncle invented baths. Okay, I so I know what they're for. It. I'm a fine. Dude, I want the bath. Fine. Hold fine. on, you're Claudine Bath. Yes. Wow. I know. I'm the heiress to the bath. bath. Stop, Chino. Whispers don't work underwater. You just drown. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I have a quick question. Yeah. Yes. Listening to this song, couldn't help but think. This album could use a little wig talk. Oh man! Yeah, nice. 
I mean, especially with the disrespect to women so far. (laughs) (laughs) Greg Dully, smooth with the ladies. Yeah, his Mm. ears were burning when these lyrics were written. He's like, um, my ears are on fucking fire. Oh, Chino made a song. I would like to electrocute a woman in a bath. (laughs) Get in line, Greg. But I, I do see some parallels. Obviously, this is a little bit darker, a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. But not, mm-hmm. not a one eighty out. Yeah, I agree. Um, it sounds like I can't think of the name of the song right now, but it's a song off of Gentleman uh, mm-hmm. that I can definitely see. Yeah, it's driving me crazy. I can't. Is it remember. Be sweet. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. One hundred percent. That is it. Thank you. Uh. I like this. What I was thinking when I was listening to this was, is this new metal? This song is not new metal. This song isn't really new metal, no. This is a them doing like a, I almost want to say like a post-rock thing a little bit. Mm. But the chorus feels new metal to me in a way. But maybe that's just the chino-ness of it all. But it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, it, what it has that airy, I mean... The stuff that Frank is doing, I'm just going to call him Frank because you know his fucking last name. Um, what he's doing with like keyboards and just creating this sort of atmosphere um, around the sound, you know, is uh, I, I think really can't be undervalued. I mean, he definitely adds like a layer that, you know, other bands just don't have or if they have like a DJ programming guy he's just doing scratches and frank is a little uh little more sophisticated i'm gonna say um i wrote in my notes that this is probably for me like at least top five if not top three deftone song like this is way up there wow. it's, it's really really good and song meanings.com we got 136 comments um wow which is crazy. And I'm just going to go to the commenter Iris. I'm sorry. That's star Iris star who said, this is a great song, but I think it's deeper than it seems. I think it's about being completely infatuated with someone so much that you want to quote, see like their eyes do. And I think maybe this is the first time these two people are having sex because he says tonight, I feel like more. He says she tastes foreign. And this also leads me to think it's the first time he's tasted her like this. I think a lot of the Deftone songs are sexual, but I think this one is more about pure infatuation and lust. And I read that comment and I said, Iris is a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, Haley 23 Lane says, although this has kind of a dark meaning to it and the lyrics are very limited, I think it's very sexy. Sensual Chino strikes again. Oh, That's right. That's right. Literally, the song is about electrocuting a woman in a bathtub, and everyone's like, I don't know, though. Maybe. You know, he's, he's that guy at the party. He's like, I heard bad things. And they're like, mm, I don't know. Um, maybe like a Mr. Vampire Lestat. <gasps> happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> oh, hey. Happy Halloween. Oh, that's right. Jenny, what are you going as this year? Uh, a fiddle. Ooh, good choice. Played by Lestat. <laughs> mm, very cool. Very cool. I'm, I'm make going to carry me. Oh, <laughs> very cool. What are you going as? 
I'm going as the uh, hair tie that Brad Pitt has in his hair in Interview with a Vampire. Good. Oh, cool. Matt, how mm-hmm. about you? Uh, Christian Slater's Regret. Good. Good, 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 okay. good, good. All right. All right. All right. Up next, we've got Elite. Push That is the Deftones chord. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Jenny. Jenny, thoughts on, on Elite? Uh, I like this song a lot. Um, today, this morning, I, I ran a half marathon and I was like, oh, I should listen to this white I should listen to White Pony. Mm-hmm. And I put it on and then I was like getting like very annoyed with myself for having made the decision to do such a thing as a fucking half marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and some woman had a sign that said, smile, you paid for this. And I wanted to go climb up the bridge that she was on top of and punch her in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this song came on and I just started running faster. And I really wanted to like, I had this uh, image of me like jumping up and just like, smacking her head like almost like a slam dunk which is like <laughs> most of the signs that people have are very encouraging They're like you can do it but sometimes people are just like oh you could be drinking wine right now and i'm like bitch i've been running for 10 miles i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> uh, this song came on at just the right time for me to imagine myself like <laughs> jumping up and just fucking slam dunking her head um and so now that's all i'm ever gonna think about when i hear this song Lauren, do you have a more uh, song-related take on this song? Um, I'll write in my... uh, I'll go to my notes. I said, oh shit, here we fucking go. This song rules. It's a crusher. It kind of fucked up the game with this one. Um, It's got a crunchy chug. It's front-to-back hotness. I pose the question, is it this album's bodies? Wow. Because this song is impeccable. It's what we want. Now, Matt, I noticed that you put this in more of a push pit than an actual straight-on normal pit. Right. No, I don't. Is, I don't know if it activates the pit. But is it because that, it is it because it goes right in? It doesn't give you that build up. Yeah, I think so. And I think okay. it doesn't. 
like things that activate the pit for me are usually yeah there's that dynamic of like it's just Mm -hmm. like all right we're going in this is just like this is happening yep and i don't know if the pit's been activated but there's definitely pushing happening during this song push pit Mm. yeah they won a grammy Uh, for this one they did they did not think they were going to win not everybody attended they were seated way up in the back dressed in totally casual street clothes they won and they were like oh shit and they had to run down like i don't know run down from the high area at the grammys to the low stage to accept their award and um you know what the grammys uh the grammys usually get it wrong um i'm gonna be real with you guys i think the grammys generally kind of fuck up but um they got it right for once they got it right for once um and i don't have who they beat i was just curious but i don't have in front of me songmeanings.com jenny did you have any favorite comments for this out for the song I guess what I will say is I didn't read through all of them because there were so many. Mm-hmm. But the first comment, uh, I just want to say, I just want to read the first sentence of it because it's a novel. Okay. It's from Rude X Girl. And she says, I fucking dedicate this song to everyone who are superficial and act like their life is hell. I'm interpreting this song on how I feel like it means and how I relate to it. I fucking dedicate this song to everyone who are superficial and act like their life is hell wow yeah and then it just goes on to say people pretend to be depressed because it's how they want to be seen but actually their lives are fine Mm. i think i mean this was from 2004 um and then immediately after passenger 146 says it's about a girl having her period when you're ripe, you'll bleed out of control. Hmm. Oh, did you see this response comment from So Corny from April 12th, 2018 to that? Who says, and sex wouldn't be Deftones without some sexual undertones. Smiley face. That has to be one of ours. Gotta be. So Corny. Gotta be. Yeah, I love this one. It's another, yeah. And the thing is that this one, I, I think we all agree, this one's pretty fucking new metal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. But still not new metal in the same way that Back to School is. It's a different it's it's a different type. But um I, I like I said, I wrote it's a crusher and I only say that about songs that I really love. So, um oh, let's pose this cuz we were three tracks in, but we already listened to Digital Bath. It was thrown out uh back when we did Trust Company that this album is one of the ultimate night drive albums i could see that oh yeah i got that very much with uh the first two tracks this one's a little heavy for a night drive mm-hmm. unless you're late Ooh, that's true <laughs> in which case it'll give you that but, uh, little extra pep yeah you yeah. can't tell me that some of these tracks did not end up on some people's sex playlist it's a deftones album absolutely right. <laughs> somebody was like i've got to seal the deal and they put on digital bath those drums came in the airiness and then chino saying you move done deal it's done it's over 
Bone City. Yeah. Bone City. And there's some woman bleeding out of control. <laughs> she was ripe? She was ripe. She was on her period. And she's like, I'm going to put on Elite and just take. so he knows. Pop. And if he doesn't get it, then he can't be. Whoosh. Yeah. Hey, Jim, how did how did things go last night with, uh, Pop with that girl? Whoosh. Pop Whoosh. Oh, no, man. Did she put on Elite? Yeah, she was right. Oh, shit, dude. Bummer. You're thirsty, bitch. No, man, not for that. my sheets look like a murder scene. (laughs) Oh, that's all right. You're thirsty, bitch. Then Draymond walks in. I feel like I'm ripping this character off. Uh, Sorry, guys. Happy Halloween. I'm doing bad characters. Spooky characters. characters. Uh, The spooky next track is RX Queen. an observation and I don't want to freak anybody out but this album sounds cool you know what I mean like this album is just like a cool sounding record this album is played in a bar that I can't get into I could see standing out waiting to get in and they're like you hear those drums from the beginning pump it out and they're like uh, I'm sorry, uh, I don't see your name on the list, sir. You said that was a P for Prowlar? Yeah, baby. Yeah, I don't I don't see that. I'm sorry. I don't. Well, back to the bush. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, you live in the bush? Yeah, you definitely are not getting in here. I feel like this album sounds like it would be played in a cool bar in the movie Fear. <laughs> or like Alyssa Milano like tries to get in or something. I I can't fully. You know what? Understand. You know what I think? I think is this is the type of music that would play. Uh, do you guys remember the movie Traffic? No. The, with like uh, Steven Soderbergh, it was about like the oh, drug. Oh God! War. It had a million people on it. it won a million the Oscar people, yeah. and everybody was like, "No fucking way." Yeah, I mean, I loved it at the time. I haven't seen it since. Um, but I remember there was a whole subplot where, like, Topher Grace is, like, this bad kid who gets this woman or this girl into drugs. And I remember thinking, like, this could be the type of thing, like, he's taking her to, like, the bad bar, like, the place she's not supposed to be. And this is the type of ominous bass line that you'd hear in the background to indicate something is, something ain't right. It's something is dangerous. This is music to be played in a vampire bar. 
There we go. We were skirting around it. It's vampire music. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Oh, vampire. That's right. <laughs> I'm coming to chomp your neck. Oh, I thought it was a vampire eating a eating a, eating a, <laughs> eating a yeah. sandwich. Yes. <laughs> nom nom nom. You Thursday bitch. <laughs> For blood. <laughs> All right. Oh uh, man. Next, we have street carp. <laughs> Jenny, thoughts on street carp? Well, Gino needs to learn his address, first of all. Um, perhaps this is about a woman who is like a pesky fish. Carp is not welcome in the Great Lakes. I know that, based on my recent trip to the Bella Hill Aquarium. Oh, okay. Which aren't, uh, aren't carps also bottom feeders? That could be true. My favorite interpretation of this song <laughs> is from... like butt stuff? Yes. This Whoa. song is about analingus. Oh. <laughs> He's trying to remember his address, but someone's eating his butt. So you see, he can't think. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to recall anything. Yeah. My what a time to rocked. ask. Six, uh, what six, a four, time. tongue in the butthole. Forgot the next number. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Where do you live? I, I have no idea. <laughs> It's clean as a whistle back yeah, there. Yeah, that's what they don't tell you of the dangers of analingus. You forget your address. <laughs> Never give directions to your house when getting no. your salad done. You need to order your lift before. Before. <laughs> Put the numbers in and then have somebody go to town. Trust me. <laughs> I've been there, buddy. Uh well there is another there is another interpretation songmeanings.com commenter nocturne said am i the only one that this song is about a district attorney that harasses chino to me this song has meant just that always you know what hmm. i disagree but i am not naysaying you 
But I like how that the chorus is literally Chino forgetting his address, and it seems like it's half-assed, but it's actually really cool. It's got a nice drop up top, pretty fucking new metal. There was a video made for this song. I'm kind of baffled by what the pitch was because it's literally nothing. It's the band performing the song in one of those empty warehouse looking rooms that like Disturbed or some other band is normally performing in. And Chino's got a backwards baseball cap on, which is not a normal Chino look. And they're just sort of rocking out. And it seemed like they were like, yeah, yeah, well, this will be that we'll sell it that new metal angle. Um, but it seems like the video is like nothing. Like there's no, like it's missing like some, like a story or something to it. It's literally just the band performing with nothing added on top of it. I think the song rules. It is a good song. There we yeah. go. All right. Up next, we've got Teenager. boy trip hop boy postal service boy mm-hmm. um the seeds i gotta say i feel like there might be a knee-jerk idea that this would be like a a sex playlist song but the beat is too weird yeah yeah because it's yeah it's like stuttery and it's got this crackle on it i feel like if you put this on someone would be like if you was like you know getting it going make out session the song would come on and they'd be like uh skip this skip this song or i'm leaving <laughs> skip this <laughs> skip this song i'm leaving skip this no, song i'm leaving this is like um it's dark and you just started dating kind of it's probably been long enough that you like feel like you love each other but you haven't quite said it yet mm. And you're laying there, you put on White Pony, because you're like, this is a sex song. But you haven't quite got there yet, because you're a gentleman and a gentle lady. And then this song comes on, and you look at each other, and you're like, I love you. Mm. And then afterward. Wow, okay. It's part of the it's part then, of the And process. then you become a street carp. Right. <laughs> and then you forget where you live. It's, it's tough. It's a whole process. Oh, man. Is that a polyrhythm that's happening there? Meaning 
two different rhythms happening at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what prevents you from boning during it. Well, <laughs> actually, it's a... If you're it, saying, is that a polyrhythm right there? Meaning <laughs> that would be... Did worse. every pussy dry up? Oh, good. I'm out of here. My vagina is closed. <laughs> uh, pop, <laughs> whoosh. Um, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Guys, I'm oh, lost man. It. I'm sorry, Jenny. Oh, it's okay. This is a dirty app. Uh, it's a Halloween yeah. app. That's right. <laughs> Nothing I say counts. Um, <laughs> we have Halloween. a we have a quote from Chino, provided by commenter Fields on songmeanings.com, who said, "The lyrics were all written when I was 15 and living in Arizona with my grandparents. It's pretty much about my first and only real date I ever had. It's kind of corny, but it was the first time I got my heart broken." Chino Marino. Wow. Mm. All right. Up next, we've got Knife Party. guys jesus so much sensual chino on this album more blood talk lots of blood talk and also just the way that chino can sell you on really ill-advised ideas you know he's like you got a knife hey you got a knife cut me open wait what cut me cut me open come on Okay. Come see my bones. And it seems I mean, like a good idea. That's what I was going to say, going back to the parallels to Wig Talk. This album feels like an album of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Not the song, not the song craft, but like the subject matter is like 
Oh, fuck. Like, where charisma meets terrible ideas, mm. disaster strikes. I mean, that's like all of history. <laughs> right. Right? It's like charisma with coupled with a terrible idea is fucking disaster because you're in too far by the time you realize that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Apparently this song was inspired by true life events where Abe is super into collecting knives and they'd have some weird knife party where they'd all have knives out. And then Chino was like, but what if it was like a weird society where like it was like eyes wide shut type of thing. And then later reports say that Abe was injured at one of the knife parties. So I don't know that they still happen. Because I'm, I'm reading these lyrics and, and obviously we've got 98 comments in songmeanings.com. We got lines like all the fiends around the block. I can float it forever and here we're all anemic. And this is a straight up drug song. You know what's going on in these knives? A little white powder, baby. Everybody's Some white pony. High. Some white pony. That's right. And yeah, so yes, yeah, so you've got that going on. Yeah, it works though. It fucking works. I mean, I'm like, can I? I mean, like, I'm listening to it. I'm like, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I go to a knife party? You want nothing to do with this knife party, man. No, I, I want to go to the. I don't want to go to the knife party. Please get out of here, you thirsty bitch. Ah, oh, uh, damn it! You got me. Turned away. Turned mm-hmm. away at the door. All right. Up next, we've got Korea. Deftones, baby. I think they did it to me again. Um, so one of the things I watched is something that um, our lovely Roach Riders and Indigo Angels, lovely, um, but our, our uh, Roach Riders and Indigo Angels shared with us, which is how a, how the Deftones write a song. And one of the things that they say in there is that the Deftones love doing a half chorus. Uh, we've actually heard it a couple times, and it's where... If the chorus is like four measures, they will do two of those measures and then go right back into verses before they do the whole four measure chorus. Mm-hmm. And I think it leads to, and this might have even been the point of the guy who did the 
uh, did the analysis, disorientation. Like, this band is incredibly disorienting and w- on purpose. Like, the mm-hmm. intent is there to to confuse you. And their music, in general, gives you a feeling of an easiness. Like, this record is not a light listen, um, just like our friends the Afghan Whigs at times right. make records that aren't... I don't just put on gentlemen when I want to feel great. No. You know, I don't think you would put on uh, White Pony when you're feeling the best you've ever felt about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a yeah. dark record. Yeah. Um, it's a disorienting record. And these songs kind of lend themselves to that where um, that's their design. Mm-hmm. If, if this song turns out to be about happiness and children, I would be uh, amazed. I believe we have a quote from Chino, if I'm right. Jenny, mm-hmm. do we? We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he said this was the first song we wrote for the record it's a little heavy it talks about the white pony strippers and drugs and shit there strippers you drugs shit shit ponies <laughs> and i was thinking there um so when i was watching all the videos for this album um i uh i have a there's a DVD that they put out with their B-Sides record that had all their music videos up to that point, but it also had, in between each video, um, interstitial interviews culled from MTV and other places. And there was an interview with Chino and Chi. It looked like it was on MTV or something like that. They had a big crowd of people around, audience members asking them questions. Chino and Chi enjoying glasses of wine while they answer these questions. And the question came up of, like, what... Um, what do you remember as like a great moment from high school or something like that? And she was like, I don't know. He's like, he's like, all I remember from high school was that Chino was the coolest guy. Like everybody knew that Chino was super cool. And then Chino is like, Hey man, I thought you were cool. Like you had like all these Iron Maiden records and stuff, but Chino does not say no, 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 I wasn't cool. And then I thought about like, the whole vibe of Chino as a vocalist is, you know, and, and what he creates in his songs. And then what you have from like Corn, Limp Biscuit, a lot of these other bands. And it's like, yeah, Chino was a super cool guy. Like that's the difference. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing that I think also lends that sort of like why maybe he was like considered like aloof and wanted to be away from the new metal tag is that he doesn't really relate to a lot of these other people and what they think he was a cool guy high school was fine for him which is the other thing that kind of makes the back to school video seem weird to me because i was like you were a cool guy like it seems like an awkward nobody fit. was fu- everybody wanted to be with you nobody was fucking yeah. with you here's the thing take the back to school video swap out deftones put limp biscuit in there works 100 percent. because you i would believe that absolutely jenny I agree. I'd rather see corn in that, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you got better Sorry, I didn't mean to question you there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about how, like, like, Limp is, I, I was just thinking about, like, how these bands, in my opinion, like, approach women. Chino's definitely like I'm not down, he's I'm not down afraid. to get it. Yeah. He's he's electrocuting you in a bathtub. Um and <laughs> yeah. you somehow get in that bathtub. Uh 
Jonathan Daves is like, let me take you to my twisted place. (laughs) (laughs) So much pain. Yeah, and Fred Durst is like, oh, like. Can I finger you here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Fred Durst's whole thing is like, I've had so much sex, i got to stop having sex. And it's like, uh, what's that? My pee hole closed once from having too much sex. I couldn't pee for a month. It was coming out of... Going out my Never butt. Mind. Oh no, you're in it. You're in it. The next song All right. is okay. called Passenger. X-ray Delta One. This is Mission Control. Here for takeoff. Fold off and uh, just uh, gonna check check next to me in the old passenger seat. It's me, Maynard. <laughs> oh shit, we're in Tool Town. If anybody was boning, <laughs> that is ended now. Right. Anybody else have a boner? Uh, no. Anybody? I've done my job. Doing a quick boner check. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday, bitch. <laughs> Overused? Yes. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Just ironic that Tool Town is full of snakes. (laughs) And yet, (laughs) all boners are killed when Tool comes out. Uh, I can't keep it up. There's too much math. I mean, classic. Classic Tool Town. Jenny, thoughts on Passenger? 
I hate this song. Whoa. <laughs> I do not want this song on this album. I do not want this song on my Spotify. I do not. I don't know. It's like green eggs and ham. Does I, it? It doesn't work, does it? I don't think so. It 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 kills the vibe. I feel like your notes are like this song made me the man I am today. Well, um, <clears throat> not quite that, but well, for one, this is this is a Deftones, a Tony fan. Like they start playing this song live, people lose their shit. They lose their shit. People running out of bathrooms. People at the bar throwing their drinks and the fuck it. It's passenger time. They go nuts for this song. Well, imagine me doing a chin tuck, a slow blink, and a side eye. Oh. That's my reaction yeah. to that. I mean, I got to see it happen. It's but yeah, that's a good description <sighs> of that face you just made. Um it's funny for me, um, it's Maynard, but I don't really I don't get as much of a tool town vibe as you guys do. Um but no, I've always I've always I mean I'm a Tool fan, so I mean Maynard showing up on this was I, I like this one fine. I mean, the thing is, is that it does, it does slow the album down, and you kind of want it to keep staying as sort of like a a fast tempo, as it were. Um, but I still think this one is pretty good. But you guys, you you're not you're not fans. It's not for me. Okay, I don't think it. I. I don't think Maynard matches their vibe. Hmm. I think he's a different I think he's a different thing altogether. Yeah, I would agree with that. It just feels very jarring to hear his voice in this context. Yes. Mm. What do you guys think the song's about? I'm gonna guess being a passenger in a car. And you probably don't know where you're going. So there's a couple theories. Okay. Downed System on songmeanings.com, who's been upvoted nine times. Nine times. I've heard many opinions as to the meaning of this song, such as giving fellatio while driving or being physically disfigured and being in the backseat on a ride. But I have a different opinion. Before we get into that, wait, what? (laughs) Giving fellatio while you're driving? You're dead. <laughs> and then also being physically disfigured and being in the back seat. What? Okay. I don't know. Look, I'm going to go down on you, but I also need you to tell me when to hit the gas and hit the brake and also drive. I, basically, you know what, though? Ultimate trust exercise. I'm going to blow you. Also, <laughs> but be, also my, be my eyes. Be my <laughs> Be my eyes, but be my eyes and my hands on the wheel whilst receiving pleasure. Are we gonna die, or I will mean, we live in infamy? Wait, hold on. Are you implying that the person who is driving is, is the giver? <laughs> That's what they're saying. I was like, that- I'm pretty sure. People have received blowjobs no, no, no. driving for a million percent. Oh yeah, for sure. Look, but in this scenario, in this room. <laughs> hey, I'm not telling you what's on my sex playlist, but I like to know what I'm gonna do while it's on. <laughs> no, what the writer it sounds like is positing is that the driver is providing the passenger the 
it, oral yeah. delights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. which is it, unsafe. I'm back. I'm caught up. Thank we you. We do During not... the drive. No, I think... I... Which means that they're trying. Well, you know, they've got all those cameras on cars that make them beep when you're about to hit stuff now. Not in 2000. <laughs> oh, what a trust exercise. Well, you know, oh, I yeah. keep seeing signs that traffic accidents are down. Maybe that's why. <laughs> that might be it. Um, but what uh, Down System says is, I think it is about entrusting your life blindly into someone else's hands. It's like comparing it to a car ride where you don't know where you are going. And then Sage, 865711916, basically says, this is someone completely under the control of others, but the person likes the experience and doesn't want it to end. He doesn't want to have the responsibility of finding his own direction, so he just follows others and lets them decide who he becomes. And then they go on and on and on. And I said, hey, you know what that sounds like? A subdom relationship. Congrats. Thank you. Always <laughs> exciting when you find one. Um, okay, so we're, di- we're, uh, we're a house divided on that one. Um, we'll all right. be okay. We'll be all right. Yeah, I think we can make it through. How Up respectful next. of our time is this record? Uh, it's pretty respectful. If you get this original... Uh, version, you get it at forty eight fifty two. You add on back to school, it takes you to closer to fifty two. So we're getting closer to fifty two. Uh, respectful of our time. Nah. Content wise, I think yes. But you're going for that ride. It's a little long. A little bit. A little bit long. Uh. In that spirit, up next, we've got Change in the House of Flies. It's prime sensual chino. This is the sensual chino that all other sensual chinos are compared to. That song's unfuckwithable. It's so good. I'll be honest. I have gone back and forth in this song uh, the whole time that I've heard it. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, really? A slow one is what they're leading with? And then like I got into it and then... I would get kind of like, I'd hear it and I'd be like, uh, I remember like it playing on the radio in like the early 2000s, getting kind of like, uh, I'd wish they'd play like a faster one. But 
I'm, you know, I'm back around on it. I mean, I never totally dislike it. And I think I sometimes forget that, like, the chorus is a real crusher. Jenny, thoughts on change? Uh, I also remember feeling like when I'd hear it on the radio, like, pick up the pace. <laughs> but <laughs> now that I'm old and slow, I'm like, oh, yeah, great song. <laughs> this one cool. was on the Queen of the Dam soundtrack, right? It is. It so, is. So, you know, I mean... Uh, yeah, I think this is a really good song. I don't know if it's new metal though. Um, I would put it in the, the, the chorus feels pretty new metal to me. It's like a new metal ballad. You got to think what we're a year away from stained doing the whole, it's been a while stuff. Yeah, but I, I hate know. stained. Yeah. I, <laughs> right. Be that as it may, it's still new metal. I don't know. That's... I think it fits. I think it fits with, I mean, it's once again that thing of like, we normally, this is probably the peak of this slower new metal sound though, which we yeah. normally aren't like are huge fans of, but I these think, guys pull it off. I think what this, what I hear is like a, a bit more of like a new or alt metally take on like failure or something. Okay, I'm, I can see I'm that. I'm hearing this yeah. like because when I hear this, I think about all of like the slower, louder metal bands. Like I think of like an Isis or like a Heisu or something like that. Where like I think that that's maybe I know that a lot of my friends who were into that type of shit, like even like instrumental stuff like Pelican, mm-hmm. if they were to say that they liked a new metal record, it would be white pony for mm-hmm. sure. So I think I hear this and I associate it with that kind of music. And so I think it's like, it's just harder for me to hear the new metal in this than it is for me to hear it in albums normally. Does that make sense? I think so. I, when you, when you hear back to school, you go, oh, that's what new metal is, right? Like mm-hmm. you were saying, oh, yeah. it's pandering to the audience. Yeah, and we were all like, "Yep," and I'm that audience. But when you get to songs like this, you're like, "Huh?" Now I love this song. I think this song is great, and I've been talking about the Afghan wigs so much that I think I've just said <laughs> that this is the new metal gentleman. But mm, that's hey. That's pretty yeah. apt. That's pretty yeah. apt. Uh, um, I will mention uh, the Wikipedia for change, the song change, has genre tags of alternative metal, shoegaze, and alternative rock. Mm-hmm. So. It's a heavy hum. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Jenny, you watched the video for this song as well. Yes. What did you think of this video? I don't think I care about videos. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a dumb average video to me. What did you think? Uh, it was weird because it definitely, it felt more than honestly anything on this record. Um, it felt like the most defiant anti-new metal stance of the whole like, oh, we're trying to pivot away from it. Because this album still has so many new metal things like Street Carp and stuff like that. But this video is like this drug party. Everyone looks greasy. Chino is like twitchy and he's got this floppy, greasy hair. People are carving pumpkins. 
it's it's not Happy it's just Halloween. like yeah, there you go. Happy Halloween once again. And and it's just very it's not at all the vibe of a new metal video at all. Do you know what I mean? It's it's very strange in this sort of yeah, this sort of drug haze that it exists in. And it, it yeah, and then it also it almost feels like when they did the video for Back to School, it undoes whatever mood they've created with um with the first record. Oh, with the first with the with this bit with this video. You know, it's like they're oh with this drug party and it feels very like not maybe adult, but more like mature and like crazy. And then it's literally like the next one is like, you know what? Let's go back to school and mess up the English room. You know? Yeah. So I guess like I just felt like the video for this was just very much like a video of that snippet of time. Yeah. Reminded me of like even Mm. It's not the same thing, but like a prodigy, like smack my bitch up mm-hmm. vibe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, the thing that's also is funny is that like, I don't think of the Deftones videos, I've seen mostly all of them. I'm trying to think if they've got like a real classic clip out there. The closest I can think is you've seen the butcher. I think that might be the closest to them having like a real classic video, but um which is off of I think Diamond Eyes. Um but yeah. Uh okay. I think we are now on to um the final song. Pink Maggot. <laughs> So this doesn't uh, pick up until two minutes and 55 seconds in. Two minutes and... 55 seconds. 55 seconds, wow. the idea that maybe the record label had with throwing back to school up on top was that this would act as some sort of bookend because this is obviously just you know back to school is just a faster sped up version of this song but i i feel like it's an either or situation either you have this closer or you have that opener but to have them both they're two similar songs way too similar yeah 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 um i'll admit this you know the i did do some night driving to this album i remember driving to a graduation party or driving home from one and uh 
li- listening to this song and um and sometimes thinking like it's just too slow you know i wish that this album went out on like a higher note um which is funny because they did a they did a, like a I think it was on like a Reddit thread or something where they had people say like, what is the best Deftones album? And there was no clear consensus. Everyone thinks that every Deftones album is great. And so it was like an even, like every, all the vote. And there was no, like nobody had like a real edge. And I think that's because, yeah, like an album like this, I don't think it's like perfect because it has this sort of slow out. And I, you know, but what do you think? I think this album I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about like the retrospective praise for this album. Mm-hmm. I think this album gets more praise retrospectively because of like the types of heavier music that has gained like prominent pop- popularity. Like there is like, I mean, even this is not the same type of music, of course, but like you think about the success of something like Mogwai, right? Like mm-hmm. it's heavy, it's loud. Um, but it's also like very gentle and like some might say boring a little bit. Like mm-hmm. yeah. there was the whole like 2007, I don't know. I, I think of like around 2000, maybe like 2005 to 2007 where it was like extremely popular to like have heavy bands that were slower. It was just like right. crushingly heavy. Um, so when you think about something like that and then you come back to this, of course it's going to get praise because it was, it does have like elements of shoegaze. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's heavy, but it's not like, I don't know that I would say it's necessarily like super aggressive. No. I mean, it is in places, but not so much overall. So, yeah. I mean, it definitely also sets this tone for like something like explosions in the sky. Oh, right. my favorite. Something like that. So, and then even I think um, Chino did a side project with like Palms, which I think was some of the guys from Pelican, I want to say. And he did the vocals. Um, I'll listen to it once. sounds right. What was it yeah. called? I think it was just called Palms. Hmm. Great cue. Let's Google. Let's oh, figure it out. Let's figure Hot it out. Hot cues. Um... Let's see. Yeah, it was a self-titled record just called Palms. And it was, yeah, the um, it was on Ipecac. And it was post-metal, alt-rock, post-rock, shoegazing, dream pop. Oh, yeah, Isis. An associated okay. act. Yeah, that all makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, every song in the album is like seven. Oh, the shortest song is five minutes and 44 seconds. Like yeah. These are like 10 minute songs. Um, yeah, I remember listening to this once because it had Chino and thinking it was pretty boring. Um, As of January 16th, 2017, it is said that Palm's still working on a new album. Yeah. So, been a while. But hey, while, how long yeah. did it take White Pony to come out? Three years. But that's, that's, oh, well, hey, then we're still in the window. <laughs> well, well. It's that time. All the songs. We Cannon have. talk. All right. Um, I'll start. So this album, considered a classic then or considered a classic now? It's considered a classic. Um, it's funny to me that it was 
viewed as a pivot away from new metal, that it was sold in a lot of ways as a pivot away from new metal. But ultimately, it's still pretty new metal. I would say if you were to ratio it down, it's a 70-30 situation. Um, and so, you know, I think it's great. Um, is it my favorite Deftones album? Mm, I'd say Around the Fur is probably still my fave. I did that, did a re-listen and it's still a hot one. But this one, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. So I would say put it in the canon. Um, I agree that it should go in the canon. I think this is like one of those like great bridging albums. Like if somebody was like, what could possibly be good about new metal? If you gave them this record, you'd be like, see, like these are the elements of it that are cool. This is like the record that you give to somebody who is like cool, like Chino was in high school. If Mm -hmm. you want them to see what you see in new metal. So I would say, yes. I mean, I do have some questions about whether this whole entire thing is new metal. Mm. Yeah. Um, But I do agree with you, Lauren, that there are more elements. There's like, it's not worth nitpicking. I don't think. Right. Song by song. If there was like three digital baths, maybe, but I mean, you've got digital bath, you have teenager, but you have street carp, Korea, knife party, Fiat Sierra, back to school. I mean, the new metal is overwhelming. What do you think, Matt? I think throughout this whole listen, this is the new gentle. This is the new metal gentleman to me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you, Jenny. There are. A lot of there's a lot of drone on this record, mm-hmm. and new metal wasn't really super droney. Um, very emotional record at times. Yeah. It's very dark, mm-hmm. sinister even. But I think Lauren wins the day um, with his seventy thirty. I think there's enough that you can pull from this record. I don't know where they go after this. I don't know if they completely abandon ship. And they're just like, we're going to make a techno record. but so, so the funny thing is, so like I said, they got three stars from Rolling Stone for this record. And Rolling Stone were like, yeah, nice try. You know, better luck next time. When Rolling Stone reviewed the follow-up record, which was the self-titled, they gave it four stars. And I don't have the review in front of me, and I'm not going to dig it up. I apologize. But basically, the gist of the review was like, Deftones with this record have like, reinvented metal they've figured it out they they're ahead of everybody else that was the review and i remember when that album came out thinking oh yeah they fucking cracked it wide open and now like that record for me it has uh, a lot more in the change pink maggot vein type of songs more mid-tempo stuff than i remember at the time and my favorite song on that album is basically like a rewrite of um of elite but with the with the build up to make it more of a pit activator um which is bloody cape yeah i mean the, the thing is that yeah they kind of just sort of cement themselves but also the funny thing is that this record is considered their drug record they said that they were on a lot of drugs at the time you can find this alternative press interview they did where they just sound like they're all a fucking mess and 
they got fined a million dollars for turning in the self-titled record late. And then when they made their 2006 record, they were barely speaking and they kind of all hated each other. And when I did the re-listen to that record, I realized that there's like our instrumental tracks and like Chino's singing about hating his friends. And it's like that they're a band like really breaking apart at that point. And then Chi gets in his accident in 2008. Then they, that is like forces everybody to reassess everything. They make Diamond Eyes in 2010 and then they're like straight ahead like a fucking machine. But they've kind of, in my opinion, circle back into all the really good new metal sounds that they've always been really good at. And that's, yeah, what they've been doing since. There it is. Well, I just heck. did a big summation for you guys in the history of Deftones. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. it. All right. Well, there you have it. Deftones, three welcome for back. three in the canon. Always good to see you, Chino and the boys. And that does bring us to the end of this episode. We failed to mention this, but November is not just a month for turkey and getting ready for Christmas. Gobble, gobble, what? It's also a good time to have a theme month. Theme, theme, theme. Theme. That's right. Everybody loved our last theme month so much. We said we're doing another one. We're doing it in November. And Matt, what is the theme? You know, you're out there. You're like, I don't want to buy one record by one artist. I want to buy one record with a lot of artists. It's Compilations Month. Compilations Month. Jenny, are you excited for Compilations Month? Um, yeah. (laughs) I love a compilation. And buddy, let me tell you. The first one right out the gate, one of my favorites of all time. It I has say, songs yeah. on it by different artists. Because it's a compilation of artists. That's right. That's right. So all of the month of November, we will be listening to special albums that are new metal compilations. Some you may be expecting. Some that may surprise you. Boo. Oh, happy Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween. Halloween. All right. So we will see you next week for the beginning of Compilation Month. Until then, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Matt, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. See you later. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. I watched you change.